Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Kate Johnson. Kate is the owner and lead instructor at The Art of Cheese, one of the busiest cheese-making schools in the country. In her previous life, she was a career development professional and board-certified life coach until she coached herself right out of her coaching job by following her own advice. She turned two of her hobbies and passions, dairy goats, and cheesemaking into a thriving career. Kate is also a writer, author, and public speaker, as well as an avid volunteer in the 4-H community, coaching kids how to raise and show dairy and utility goats. Welcome to the show, Kate Johnson. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Kate, I was so excited when we met at the National Publicity Summit virtual, which had to happen virtually in April of 2020. I, I had it on my schedule to be traveling to New York, and I know that you did too. Yes, I did too. And you were one of the standout people who pitched to be on my podcast. And so I'm just super delighted that you're here with me today. And I would love to ask you, what it was like for you to follow your own calling. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been so much fun. But it, it is kind of funny that I was coaching other people to do that. And, and in honesty, I, I was doing something I loved then too, because really probably that third thing that I love is kind of the training and development and the empowering piece. And so I was already doing that, but what I wasn't doing was really living out that farmy, you know, cheesy part of my personality. And the other part of it is, you know, sometimes the world just tells you what it wants you to be doing with your gifts. And I, I felt like I really wanted to be a life coach and I was coaching and I, I loved it. But the world told me it had enough life coaches and it didn't have very many cheese coaches. <laughs> and so when I would tell people, you know, I'm a life coach and they'd be like, yawn, yawn, everybody's a life coach. And I teach cheese making, you teach cheese making. And, you know, the world just kept sending me this energy like, oh, we want to learn to make cheese. And so that was part of it for me that I just had to do what seems to be the thing that was calling me to do. Beautiful. I love it. Well, you and one other woman really stood out for me. And um, that was Marjorie Wildcraft, who was also a guest on the show earlier. And what's interesting is as a result of everyone being sent home to their rooms over the course of 2020, a lot of people have had the opportunity to do a few things. Number one, they have a lot more time on their hands now that they're not commuting anymore so that they actually do have the time 
to reflect and to discern and to make new choices for themselves. And number two, I am very sure that there were many people, myself included, I will include myself, that had a little bit of a panic attack when we went into the grocery store and shit wasn't on the shelves. Oh, yeah. And decided that we might want to do something about that. So I guess I want to hear about the nutritional value of cheese and why it's a really wise thing to have that skill set available to you. Yeah, well, you bring up a really good point, you know, that we've gotten kind of away from producing our own food. We're, we're so used to just going to the store and anything we want is right there all the time. And I think when, when COVID hit, I mean, I've of course been doing this for years because I live on a farm and I have dairy animals and, and I grow some vegetables. I'm not as good at growing vegetables as making cheese. But I think the thing about cheese that's really magical to people is, I know when I first started, I was like, wow, you could make all these kinds of cheeses without being in a professional creamery and having some kind of professional training. That was what I heard from people. I love cheese, but I don't think I could make it. And like, but you actually can. It's a very ancient, very simple food. It's really just a way to make milk last longer and make it smaller. And we've been doing it for as long as there's been milk and people, right? And so I think for a lot of people that just getting back to something so primal that happens to be really delicious. The nice thing about making your own cheese, just like cooking your own, making your own bread or whatever else, you know exactly what goes into it and you aren't gonna add anything that's maybe artificial or that's for you know, something that's more shelf life oriented. We, we're just going to make it and eat it at home. And so it's very pure. There's just not a lot of extraneous details in homemade cheese, which is, I think, also nutritionally, but also just the simplicity of it is, is just really enriching. Well, I think it's brilliant that you were able to actually get the URL, the art of cheese. First of all, I think that's just super brilliant. And I love that you have turned your cheese making into a business and into a school where you're helping a lot of people. So I want to ask you a little bit about when people come to you to take your classes, it's right. Is it live? Have you had live classes in the past and now it's virtual oh, yes. or help, help me understand what happens at the cheese? For sure. Yes. Well, up until the pandemic, almost all of our classes were live. We did have some online courses already developed and we had a DVD, but you know, the real fun with cheese making is to be there in person and get to taste it. It's a little hard to taste it through a computer screen. And then also because I have dairy goats, my classroom actually is located on my farm. And so you got the whole farm experience. You got to come and meet the animals. Some of our classes, you actually got to milk the goat and then come in and make cheese. Not all of the classes did we do that. And we don't only use goat milk. We use all kinds of milk, including grocery store milk, because it's easy to access. But that's how we did it for years. And so people came here or we went places. So we did a couple of really fun retreats in Hawaii. Hawaii last winter. In fact, I got home a week before everything shut down. I was really lucky about that. So it was a big change for us to go to this type of format. And in fact, you know, you talked about the shocking feeling of going to the grocery store. I was in a bit of shock the day everything closed because I was sold out for classes for two, three months out. 
and all of a sudden everything was canceled. And I thought, how are we gonna reach people now? They can't come here, it's not safe, it's too small. And so we had to do this huge pivot and mm -hmm. get online. And so this is kind of the new thing to do it this way, but yeah. it's working great. And we're meeting people now all over the world because people who couldn't come here or who are just stuck in their basement can now make cheese with us. So it's very oh, fun. That's beautiful. So I was gonna ask you, can you use just regular grocery store milk? But you answered that question. Um, you can. And I mean, not all grocery store milk. There are some tricks to it, and that's part of the education, knowing which milks will work for which cheeses and why. But there's a lot of good milks that you can source at the grocery store. Beautiful. So now, how long have you been doing the Art of Cheese? And is, is that the name of your school as well, the Art of yes, Cheese Yes, so that's the name of the school. And it officially started in 2014. That was the year we launched as the Art of Cheese. But I had been teaching probably for about three years before that under my farm name, and I didn't have a classroom space. So I just was a traveling cheese teacher. <laughs> and that's when I would call it more of a hobby. I, that's when I was also life coaching and trying to build some of my other professional you know, identities. And so the cheese school didn't formally get launched until 2014. And have you been a farmer your whole life? Has that no, always been a I, thing for you? Or did you no. buy your farm at some, like, did you have a midlife crisis or divorce? Exactly. Or, is that your divorce farm? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was called my childhood fantasy finally came true in my 40s. So um, I was a city kid, um, although I, it's interesting because my grandfather and my uncle, even my brother, We've all had farms, but we've all been basically city folks since my grandparent generations. But I always wanted to live on a farm. It just always called to me. I rode horses as a kid and, you know, got my first horse when I was in high school, actually took him to college with me and, and lived on a farm in college. So I, I really all, had always wanted to live on a farm. And it just took me until I was in my 40s to finally figure out a way to do it and convince my husband and my then daughters who were very excited about it because they also loved horses. And so that's how it started. So we've been here now for about 16, 15 or 16 years. Um, my kids pretty much grew up on the farm and they're now launched, but it was in my, my it was on my wish list for many, many, many years. Beautiful. Well, my stock is farming stock as well. My mom's dad was a farmer and had an apple orchard and cows and he was the milkman and he was in their town. I think he was the milkman, the bus driver and the policeman. <laughs> right, right. Well, most of us, we don't go back too many generations. You know, most of our grandparents knew how to make cheese because yeah. they had a goat or a cow and they had to make cheese because you have all this milk so it is something that's not that far back but it seems like the last two or three generations got pretty removed from it and, and now they're interested in coming back around which is nice. super fun now so now that you don't have the school running live what are you doing with all that milk are you making cheese and selling it in the farmers oh market? my gosh i am making so much cheese i can't even tell you but um i can't sell it which is really a shame so you know most states have very strict laws about cheese making and dairy products being sold and only a regulated you know usda type of creamery and that's a huge investment and it's not really in my wheelhouse that's more mm -hmm. manufacturing i don't want to do that full-time because sure. teaching is my passion 
But so we can use our, our milk from an educational standpoint in classes, but we can't then turn around and sell that cheese. So it's piling up here. <laughs> and how, now how long does cheese last? I mean, how long? Well, it depends on what cheese you're making. So, you know, there are fresh cheeses and those need to be eaten fairly quickly, usually two or three weeks. Yeah, like but mozzarella, then are, buffalo mozzarella and stuff. Yeah, like and you know, your cottage cheese and, and those types of things. But then there's a whole family of aged cheeses that, first of all, you don't get to eat for many months or maybe even years because they're aging. And then they last a long time once they are even ready to eat. So I've been making a lot of aged cheeses during this time and they're just aging. And I have all these little aging refrigerators in my space. I keep bringing new ones in as they fill. I'm gonna have one big cheese party when this is all over. Oh, I'm hearing that. Well, we're gonna have one big break right now, Kate, but I'm so excited for your cheese and I'm thinking to myself of all the things we could do with that cheese we need to have it more than a cheese party we need to have like a cheese festival on your I farm know it. For sure. For sure. all right well we do have to take a quick break wickedly smart women we actually could use your help if you are enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. I also want to share with you that I have developed a brand new quiz to help you discern what your wealth readiness is, what your readiness level is for a wealthy life by design. And you can go take the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com and it will give you a scale of where you're at in terms of your wealthy life readiness. And if it is a fit for us to play together or work together, uh, you'll find out more there after you've taken the quiz. And I do want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world, and we really appreciate those of you who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. I do want to shout out this week to our listeners in, let's look and see if we have any cheese countries on here. I think New Zealand might be a cheese country. So we'll shout out to New Zealand. And uh, let's see, we have Switzerland. Switzerland is on here. They have Swiss cheese there, and there must be cheese in the UK. So we'll shout out to all of those places, and we will be right back with Kate Johnson. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Kate Johnson. As I mentioned at the opening of the show, she is the owner and lead instructor at The Art of Cheese. You can find out more about Kate and about her virtual cheese school that is uh, in the process of being launched and her membership club 
for cheesemakers at theartofcheese.com. So please go to theartofcheese.com and uh, let yourself indulge your cheesy nature. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right, Kate, I want to talk to you about valuing your own vision because you are clearly somebody who has done that. And, you know, you can attack this from the life coach side of things, but also from the experiential side of things, because you went and did your dream. Can you talk a little bit about your own kind of maybe your own process, your own internal process for saying yes to yourself and really valuing your own vision and enrolling your husband and your family and then ultimately the people who are working with you in the cheese school and and your cheese students. Can you talk a little bit about that process for you? Yeah, well, you know, I think I've just always been a dreamer and I've always been a doer. So when I have an idea, I tend to just I I run with it. I'm just, I'm not really patient about sitting still. And I would say, if anything, probably one of my weaknesses, I get a lot of ideas and then I get a lot of irons in the fire because I tend to do most of the ideas I have. So unlike a lot of people who have a hard time just getting started, I have a hard time not getting started. So I've had to prioritize these last few years, especially setting, you know, starting this actual business. When I was doing it as a a hobby, I could just fit it in here and there. But once you're running a business, and I was a solo entrepreneur when this started, I now have a small staff that helps me out on things. But for the first year or two, it was just me. And I was wearing a lot of hats. And I was... I was pretty stressed out about how many hats there were to wear when you're really trying to have a successful business. And, but I think for me, it just, you know, I have two daughters and I had had a whole career before they came along and I had gone to graduate school. But when I had these daughters, I decided to take some time off and stay home and be a full-time mom. And then at a certain point, I really wanted them to know that other side of me, right? I wanted them to know like, yes, I'm choosing to be here and be your full-time mom, but I wear many other hats and I want you to know you can too. And so I started doing a lot of entrepreneurial things that would allow me to do both my my motherhood thing and my work thing. But pretty soon you can get pretty out of balance. You're trying to wear way too many hats. And so I think when I, when I took on finally the art of cheese, I just decided, you know, this is going to be the professional hat I'm wearing. And I had to let my life coaching piece go because I couldn't build both businesses simultaneously. Although I often call myself a cheese coach. So I'm still coaching people. Um, I'm empowering you to do something you didn't know you could do, you know, but it's, it's in a different vein. So I think that's one of the really big things for me was, was knowing that if I was going to do this, I wanted it not to lose the fun. I wanted it to still be fun. And so I had to, in some ways, you know, do fewer things in order to make this really work. Although most people that know me would laugh at that statement. They'd be like, you're doing fewer things now? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think I am. <laughs> well, Kate, you and I are like two peas in a pod because I'm exactly the same way. Lots of irons in the fire. People look at me and they call me the Energizer Bunny. And mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. One of the things that I've been, you know, learning myself over the course of my own business journey is 
you can wear a lot of hats. You can wear a lot of hats. And I often say I'm just good enough to be dangerous and not good <laughs> enough to be great at a lot of things. And ultimately, so the, the lesson that I want you to hear, women who are listening, is twofold. Number one, stuff that you've been doing doesn't necessarily, even if it has to end, it gets reconstituted, almost like making cheese, right? Mm -hmm. Like the life coaching became the rennet in the cheese business, right? <laughs> right. right? Exactly. It gets folded in and it gets, it is of use. And that's the first thing that I want you to hear. So sometimes it feels like you're sacrificing, like, well, I don't want to give up this, or I don't want to give up that, or I don't want to give up this other thing. Well, sometimes you make sacred the one thing. Mm -hmm. And then all those other things ultimately can get woven into that one thing in a beautiful way. And so that's the other thing that I heard from you, Kate, that I want to just underscore for our listeners is that when it's got your whole heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like cheese making, clearly you love the cheese making and it's fun. So let's underscore that for people as well. It's fun and it's funded because you now have a team. So it's making money for you. When you find that one thing that is the kind of conglomeration uh, that's sticking together like cheese of all the things, then go into that wholeheartedly and really say yes to that wholeheartedly and be willing to prune away the things that aren't necessarily serving that. So right. that's beautiful. So I want to ask you one more question before we go, and that is talk about asking for help because I think that is something that is hard for a lot of people, especially when you start on your own gig and then sometimes you don't even know what to ask for, right? So can you talk about asking for help? That is true. I think part of it is knowing the things that you really shine at and that you're good at them, you're efficient at it, you love doing it, it feeds you, and then know those pieces that really you don't love so much, or maybe it's not your strength as much, and maybe it's taking up way too much time for, you know, to keep you from the thing that's really your gift and your passion. So for me, for instance, one of the things that's really important when you're running a business, but especially running running a virtual business, there's a lot of pieces of technology that have to get put together to present a class online. You know, we're videotaping, we're doing PowerPoint, we're doing Zoom, we're doing all these, and then there's all the programming of all of that. And I found that was just taking me so much time to put all the, the behind the scenes stuff together. And I just had to say, I think that I need help doing this piece because it was, it was slowing me down and it was also it was bringing me down, you know, it wasn't the fun part of it, but it was necessary. It has to be done. And so being willing to pay somebody to do those things that frees you up to do the things that you really love doing that are going to fuel you, that, that was really important to me. But even before I could pay people, I just had a really wonderful network of volunteers. I would have students that just said, I love your classes. I love your energy. Can I come and help? And I would say, yes, you can do dishes, you know, and then you can come to class for free. So I do that on the farm too. You know, there's a lot of cleaning up day after day. I have volunteers that come and they'll hang out with the goats and clean pens and then I give them milk and I give them cheese classes. And there's a good healthy barter system that also is a way to get help when you need help. But definitely asking for help is so important. 
Beautiful. I love it. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. So before we close, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our Wickedly Smart Women to um, inspire them to go for their own dreams or to inspire them to learn how to make cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say both of those things. But, you know, one of the things I often tell people is, you know, dream big. Don't, it's like brainstorming. Don't limit yourself in your dreams. Put all your dreams out there to the universe. And then start and just start small. I think a lot of people have this huge dream and then they think until they have every single piece of the puzzle in place, they can't take one step. And that's the thing that keeps people stuck. You just have to start with that one small step. You know, for me, I mean, I started teaching cheese making to some friends in my kitchen. I didn't have a plan to open a cheese making school yet. I didn't even know if I wanted to, it, but it was one step. And that's what a lot of times I tell people is don't wait until you've got it all figured out, but have that big dream and just know that it's going to take a small step to get it started. And then that step will turn into another step and, and it will open up opportunities. And it's kind of how cheese is too, to be honest with you, start with a really easy cheese because there are harder ones and just start with an easy one and see how fun it is and then grow with your cheese making as you feel like you're ready. Beautiful. Well, you know, one of the things that I do want to make sure that um, people hear there in that one step at a time thing and having it all figured out before you get started, the truth of any business, I don't know if this is true for you, Kate, but it certainly as sure as heck is true for me. You're never going to have it all figured out because as soon as you think you do have it all figured out, boom, there's a big change. <laughs> like, yeah, pandemic hits. And now you got to figure, and I actually stopped figuring things out a few years ago and decided I'm not figuring anything out anymore. I'm figuring in. Exactly. So I want to figure in self-care. I want to figure in milking the goats in your case. I want to figure in uh, training my trainers. I want to figure in how I'm going to build this uh, online virtual thing. And it's a figuring in that's happening all the time. And it is. So the other thing I just want to really encourage our listeners to hear is Kate's focused on fun and yes. that fun is going to carry you. The fun will carry you through some not so fun things. Yeah. So I love that you have that focus on fun and I love that you are so cheesy and wonderful. And I bet, <laughs> I bet your cheese is awesomely delicious. And uh, maybe you can send us a, a hunk of cheese to each of the virtual students to enroll, who enroll in your class to distribute the cheese, right? It's a bonus. You get some cheese from the farm. <laughs> I know. I wish there was an easy way to do that um, or, or even a legal way to do that for that matter. Well, can you um, gift cheese? Are you allowed to gift? Technically, in our state, the law reads you cannot provide cheese which that's homemade. Now, you know, that it's a little gray area, I guess. But, you know, what's even more empowering is why don't I teach you to make your own cheese? Because it's even more gratifying when you made it yourself. And it's so much easier than I think people think. So, um, you know, I would just say, don't be afraid to jump in there and do it. I mean, my first cheese making, I didn't know what I was doing. I started with the recipe and I'm like, oh, that's all there is to it? I hadn't even read the whole recipe yet. You know? <laughs> so go ahead and just try it. It's, it's amazingly gratifying. 
Beautiful. Well, thank you again for being with us, Kate. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that in the show notes for you. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.